0: Wait a minute, Blitz bought out by Riot? Like, <laughs> so I, I will talk on that.
1: Are there going to be more esports jobs for people?
0: Yeah. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> Mark Register likes Mark killing, Register babies. killing babies. There it is. Clip <laughs> Perf- it. <laughs> Mark Register might be better known as the voice behind Blitz esports videos. Billets Esports has been a great tool for the community, and Mark was editor-in-chief as well as head of production for the team. He's also been the host of his series Esports in a Nutshell, been part of the Young Turks, and has produced for Oscar winners Andrew Napier and Sean Christensen. The man has done it all, but his journey is not done, as Cloud9 have signed Mark to be creative director for the team. Mark, nice to have you as the first guest on I of the Watchers podcast. To start off,
2: is there anything you can't do? uh yeah lots of things uh, <laughs> uh i can't play video games well anymore oh no oh, no i'm sorry ah, to hear that man that's okay that's okay i mean luckily i'm in the uh, esports so that doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah i guess that is that, true that's true <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do you still like try to play video games or, or um like i'll, I'll play um I've, I've tried playing pretty much all the games but basically i get wrecked so badly uh but to be honest, like. <laughs> My one game that I actually do still play and that I love is Melee, but the problem oh. is is that I am pretty much the best of my friends and my friends of friends, but the second that I get into playing anyone at the bottom tier competitive level, <laughs> I just get wrecked. So, uh, yeah, so Melee. Yeah. But poorly. yeah that's fair that pretty much
1: reminds me of like going to college right because everyone was playing 64 or melee and then you go into college and you're like wait i'm not the best person anymore and people are really good and then you get kind of better at college and then you run into yeah the next year and you're like nope i'm done nope
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's i peaked <laughs> yeah it's such a sad day when you don't realize that you're the most important person in the world it's it's really sad it's so hard yeah, yeah.
0: It so I've always dreamt of like just winning a smash room. And then I'm like, oh, no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched a, a competitive match for the first time in college. And I was like, I did not know you could do half those things. So I'm glad I'm not even attempting. That's not even my dream anymore. <laughs> it just ended there. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> what else can you do? So we we do have a couple questions, obviously, on just your early career i know that you started um you went to school for fine arts um and yeah we, we did our research <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean fine arts like what necessarily like did you originally want to just be in esports or what was like like your thoughts of of what you wanted to do as a grown-up or growing up
2: uh, yeah. When I was in uh, high school, my sister was all musicals in the theater. And then I got into all the singing and dancing things. I started an acapella group. Uh, I started a film group. I started a dance group. We danced uh, Justin Timberlake songs. And nice. um, basically um, I wanted to school. I wanted to go to school for a performance. And my, my dad was a microbiologist turned businessman. And he said, Oh, I wish I went to school for business. My mom was a, uh, went to Smith for English. Started her own public relations business and said, oh, I went, I wish I went to school for business. So both my parents said, you have to go to school for business. And I said, I just want to sing and dance. Um, I just want to emote. And, uh, so that lasted about a year dropped out was a manny. took care of kids, uh, which I kind of did throughout college as well. Um, and then went back to school for acting. I had narrowly got into, um, the BFA program, which is like 5,000 people try out. And then, uh, it was a class of seven. So it was like a really, really great program. But if I didn't get into that program, I wouldn't have been able to go back to school because I had flunked. I stopped going to all my classes. So luckily I narrowly got into that, uh, so yeah, that's, that's my fine arts degree, which uh, is funny because uh, the other 200 kids who got into the BA class all called the BFA class, the big effing at A-holes. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but I didn't think that was appropriate to put in my LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair.
0: <laughs> cool. And so I know that you produced for Oscar winners. Do you mind, like, letting us know, like, kind of, like, how that happened? Like, how did you, like, was it through, like, your college course? Or, you know, like, what what did you end up doing for them?
2: Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say to preface this, like, pretty much all the success that I've had is one through the importance of is associating with good people. So, uh, anyways, going back to the point of uh, Andrew and working with Andrew. um So I, after my, uh, acting school, I had basically gotten the production. So I had worked on pretty much every grad film at Florida state while I was there. And so as soon as I landed in LA, a couple months later, I met up with Andrew Napier and he's from Wisconsin. He'd worked with Tarantino and a bunch of other people. And, um, Basically, when he got it to L.A., the first day that he was there, we met and a friend, mutual friend said, Andrew directs, Mark, you act and produce like you guys should make stuff. And so we made a film for zero dollars. Then we made a film for a thousand dollars then five thousand dollars and twenty thousand dollars and fifty thousand dollars. Um. And basically we went through our own film school, uh, but luckily we had both kind of already been living on film sets. So, uh, it was great. And throughout that course, um, the last two films that we did, um, Sean and Christensen, um, Andrew and Sean had become, uh, friends and also Dan Katz, the cinematographer. And, um, from that relationship, um, they, they were shooting a short film in New York uh, called Curfew. And uh, Andrew got asked to be first AD, which because Sean was directing, writing, and starring in, Andrew kind of took on as like director as Sean was acting. Uh, so when you look at the Oscar speech, he was like Andrew Napier. Um, and, and so what happened was I just got a call. And since Andrew and I had already worked on three or four films, Andrew called me up and said, Hey, can you help out with the set? So I basically do what i usually do in any production situation i said where do you need me and so um i was kind of i think i'm labeled as art department so basically i took care of art but then whatever the heck else needed to be done on that film anyways uh we we love working together and we made another film after that uh called grandma's not a toaster and it was really really fun uh also in new york and We ended up doing these big, long, like 10 minute takes, um, running through windows with rain machines and thunder, (laughs) thunder machines and whatever. And it was like this amazing production with this old, it's, it's on Vimeo. You should watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, and anyways, so we made those two films and then, um, between then and then award stuff, um, Andrew had recommended me to, uh, uh, work for the young Turks because when he landed in LA, he said, there's, there's two things that I want to do when I move to LA one, I want to make a feature film by the time I'm 25. And then two, I want to work for the young Turks. And so, um, after working on that production, Andrew basically told he was working at the young Turks and he said, you guys have to hire him. And they said, we don't know that who he is, what he does, whatever, but fine. He can work for free and uh, (laughs) put him in the corner. And so, uh, yeah uh moving from that production into uh the young Turks I had kind of um basically had toilet water dripping on my desk I was a seventh hire and just kind of did a bunch of different things until I made myself useful uh so that's the film side production side and then into uh the Turks
0: awesome so from from that like you you said that you, you worked a lot for free obviously and it's kind of like I think like in eSports, that's like the known way as well. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I've done, I've done things for free. I've done, uh, you know, X or Y, like just sending in stuff, even though they didn't ask me. So what went from that to like towards transitioning into the eSports side? Like what, what caught your interest?
2: Yeah. Um, so then there was a five-year transition between that and eSports, which was uh, at the, the Young Turks. And while I was there. I was fortunate enough to basically help grow that company from seven to 75 people. And from that, I learned, you know, how to engineer facilities. Um, And I worked with Jason O'Dell and Paul Oakley, who, you know, who now engineer YouTube Space LA and the Blizzard arena and like do these big, crazy things. So I had wonderful mentors on the technical side. And then Jenk uh, was nice enough to basically let me run free. So I had uh, learned how to do all the hiring. I learned how to do all the casting. I learned how to do um, uh, basically workflows from pre production production to post production distribution. Um, and it was basically um, my playground to, to figure out how to just how a small business grows into a medium sized business and production and workflows and, uh, you know, helping people essentially. Uh, you know, do what they love to do within a larger organization. So anyways, that was five years. And then from that, um, as the multi-channel network, uh, bubble started to subside. Um, I was starting to look for growth sectors, growth opportunities. And I saw esports and my friend, uh, uh, Patrick Ryan, who, uh, I had, uh, his his cousin uh is in my band. He's the bassist of my band. <laughs> who also dated my sister back in 10th grade. And anyways, uh Patrick um then asked me to photograph his wedding. So I was also did a lot of photography. Um and and afterwards we said we need to work with each other. And he said, "Have you heard of esports?" And I was like, "Nope." It's like, "What's esports?" And then he unlocked the world of of that and then we started working on just creating esports content and uh and so, from that, uh, we, we kind of had this idea of creating a product and content. And um, I think that um, in that, I started kind of creating content because that's kind of what I do from the Young Turks, from producing, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and that was kind of my, my two-year uh, stint of basically from morning until night, if I was awake was reading every article on every single player, every single team, every single tournament, um, watching every single video, watching um, you know, matches, and basically consuming everything that I could with League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, um, Heroes of New Earth sometimes, like, you know, all the <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Um so yeah, um so what I had done is um I started kind of creating my own little thing called esports in a nutshell. And what I found at the time, um I think that .sports was around, but Yahoo wasn't around, ESPN wasn't around, um, pretty much most other, it, it was pretty barren landscape. And then the stuff that was being produced was kind of, I, it wasn't all that great, one. And then two is so discombobulated, it was all over the place. So what I thought is, what I wanted um, was after doing all this research i was like ah oh, i wish that there was a place in which that i could just get everything in one little nutshell thus esports in a nutshell so um knowing full well that um i was producing a product in which that business professionals who were trying to get into esports would want um because guess what someone who's doing uh, you know vc investing or you know trying to expand they don't have time to read every article watch every video so my thought was if i can condense it into like five minutes have fun with it um then i can create content to be consumed by people who have money and are want either want to get in esports or are in esports and from that um uh rick ling from uh, blitz esports and joanna and john and jonathan and sean um and and that team over at blitz um it was instant esports uh gave me a call and said, Hey, uh, are you, do you want to come out to San Francisco for 10 hours? Or they didn't say that, but like I flew to San Francisco (laughs) and I talked to them for 10 hours and I already had basically a vision of what I wanted to do of building a studio, hiring a staff of content ideas. And it was great is, um, like that team is so darn smart and so good at what they do. It's, it's amazing because like I went in being like, I know everything. And they're like, that's great, but we hate that. We don't like this. We like this. We don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And so the, those 10 hours that we were there for that first meeting, it was, it was so nice to be able to present, Hey, here's the best that I can come up with. And then to have, you know, people who are so smart and and, and knowledgeable and just, uh, uh, adaptable that they said, okay. We like this, we don't like that, and it was just ten hours of of figuring out the plan basically for the next year, and then from that, that was kind of the blueprint that we started the first iteration, which then kind of evolved into what is uh, Blitz Esports.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah. So I want to I want to break that. So there's a, there's a common theme I find with a lot of people that have quote unquote made it in esports or have gotten recognition in just gaming communities in general is that a lot of people think like, oh they came out of nowhere and now they're they're big it's like wow i can do that right it sounds like your journey was a long arduous grind
2: yeah um yeah and 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 it was i think what's funny is a lot of people in esports um get burnt out or they do it, they mm-hmm. do it for free. They, they sleep on couches and whatever. And, and I've slept on many, many couches <laughs> and, and, and all that other stuff. And I think it's, I think what it is, is, is saying, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. Um, and, and so to first off be able to identify, like, this is, this is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. It's hard enough as it is. Like, mm-hmm. most people don't really fully know who they are and what they want. Uh, but then the next more important part is saying, all right, what do I have to contribute to this community? Um, and it, it's hard. It's really difficult to look at a space that's still developing and saying... What do I uniquely have to offer the community? And so for me, like I still felt like I had a pretty clear vision of of what I had to contribute. But it's still, you're right, it did take a long time. It was not a long, I mean it was not a short like bam all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it was still faster than a lot of other people in esports. So I am very grateful for that. Um sure. but yeah, it it was a process.
1: So what what kind of advice would you give to someone that, you know, I think the big advice is you just do something, right? Just keep putting out content, keep putting it out, keep putting it out. Eventually you'll get better. Don't be scared. How do you do that when you feel like no one's listening or no progress is being made?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's an excellent point. Um, uh, kill your babies is, is the expression and it's, (laughs) um, I had, I had started and stopped different things with an esports in a nutshell of, of highlights and then, um, interviews and, and whatever. And I, I think, um, why do you keep going when no one's listening? Um, it, it it's more of, I didn't really care. It was more mm. of, I know that I have to do this. And this is, I mean, I I'd written a couple thousand songs and poems with my band and then, you know, 12 or 17 got produced. Um, but the fact is I, because I had already known that process and the filmmaking before, it's like, you have to go through that process. You have to Grind and grind and grind before you even get to the point in which that you really do have something valuable to offer. So I think um, I but you, you also can't do it in vain. Like mm. if if you're if you're creating content and you're not challenging yourself and you're not pushing yourself in a way in which that you're growing, then and and no one's watching, then everyone loses. But <laughs> if you're pushing yourself in a way in which like I've done some silly, stupid things of like, you know parody songs of esports because it was like, I want (laughs) to do this. This is fun. And it was uncomfortable and it's still out there and it's ridiculous, but (laughs) it was more of saying, you know, pushing myself and expanding myself. And it didn't matter that no one watched, but I had fun with it and I learned from it. Um, So as the the people who have no audience and they're having, and they're frustrated, don't keep doing it just to keep doing it. Um, Keep doing it. If you still have more to learn. But if you get to the point in which you say, I'm not learning thing, I'm not getting in traction," um, then I would say either change like figure out what you can do to change to make it better, or yeah, you need to make a change. Because if, if you're if if there's no audience and you're not learning, then you need to change. Right. Yeah.
0: Whether it's just cool. like direction or again, like like you were saying, like within the project <sighs> itself, or just kill it.
2: <laughs> Love killing babies. Yeah, There's your soundbite.
0: Perfect. Mark rochester likes Mark killing, rochester babies. killing babies. There it is. Flip perfect.
2: It. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's
0: funny. So you were talking about uh the growth of like Blitz, right? And I mean, you were saying that they're talented. I think like everyone will agree with you that it's Blitz esports is just. Amazing. I think, I I don't know how else to put it, right? Like I would watch videos every, every time and I'd be like, wow, this is some crazy content. Like how did they do this? You know, like how, so do you mind like actually like sharing a bit of that? Like, obviously you said it took some time, but like, let's say a video, right? The, the how, how did that go? Like how did the idea pop up and then end up being created kind of like process wise?
2: yeah so first of all i just get tingles when you when you're like the blitz team and i get tingles because it's such a wonderful team yeah um so first off the core from berkeley the product side like uh i wish that we got to work more closely but for the most part they were in berkeley um uh but um rick came down a lot joanna came down a lot and the jonathans and sean came down a good amount but uh, the first couple months it was, it was all, I, I know I'm going to jump around, but the first couple months was all me. So basically it was me and a bunch of contractors building a facility and yeah. then Rick being like, you're spending all my money. What are, where are we going to start creating content? I'm like, just trust me. So that was a little scary, but anyways, um, w- what I needed to do was, um, I had to create the baseline product in order to attract the right people, because right. I knew that if we just started hiring people, People out of being like, "Hey, come work for an esports organization." We weren't going to get the right people, so um, I created the best product that I could think of that I that I was good at that I liked, um, which is doing an interview series. Um, and from that interview series, that attracted the right people. And so, hmm. like uh, Sharon for League of Legends, um, oh my gosh! Like, uh, I'm going to go through uh, different people for the team for the Blitz, and and I'm going to preface this with saying. All of them are so much better at at what they do than than I am. And that's why, <laughs> one, they got hired, and then two, why Blitz is so great. Um, I I my my claim to fame for that is um recognizing the right people and kind of setting them in the right direction. But for the most part, like blitz content is are these people. So Sharon uh came on with League of Legends, and she was an editor-in-chief for another uh company before, and she just said She just went. And so for the most part, like I I taught her how to do all the technical stuff of cameras and lighting and like whatever. But for the most part, she was just ready to go. And she just wanted a place in which that she could do the work. And with Rick, with the contributors, um, like it just, it was great. And then, um, Mark, as an editor, uh, I am a methodical person when it comes to hiring. Um, I usually interview up to about 150 people face to face at most minimum 20 people face to face to make sure that you get the right person. Um, because once you do, then you don't have to think about them other than what can I do to help you? And so that's the whole team. Um, So Mark, the editor, it was so funny because we went through all these applicants and then Mark did his and he actually showed up a week early and ended up interviewing for the company upstairs for like a half an hour until (laughs) he said, you have no experience in this job. (laughs) So eventually the the following week when he came downstairs, um, you know, he interviewed and, uh, and he, he's just uh, amazing. Um, and then, um, Alex uh you came on for Counter-Strike who just has been doing it for 16 years and I met him at ESL One New York and just I I remember thinking like I'm going to work with this guy. I don't know when or where but like I'm going to work with this guy. And so sure enough uh when you know the job posting came up I was like please come. And he did and he just continues to make amazing Counter-Strike stuff in which that I think uh is is the best in in the the scene. Um and then uh, Alex, no, I'm sorry. Uh, and then Alex Monahan for uh, motion graphics and editing as well. Like he just, uh, d- does this amazing job with the infographics, with the explainers and, and all that stuff. And just, um, um, and it's just, it's just, a, I'm going to sideline. It's such a joy to work with that team and just be in that room because there's this creative energy in which that, um, we just throw things out and then pick it apart and just say like we, we can do better. We can do better. And, mm-hmm. and what's so fun about the team as it's, uh, as it's grown, is just, just you have these amazing individuals who then uh, iron sharpens iron. They end up like competing for themselves, but also within the group as well. Right. Like Mark nice. keeps on like going over to Alex's computer and says, nice graphics. And then steals <laughs> what he has. <laughs> and then Alex is like, I gotta, I gotta take his stuff, whatever. Um, <laughs> And then we got Josh for Overwatch League. And I remember like we had contacted him before because he had worked with Alex Yu. And knowing again, like I was like, I want to work with this guy. I don't see a fit yet. But as soon as Overwatch League, oh, it was PUBG actually. He started doing PUBG content. But then we fell into Overwatch and mm-hmm. he just got it. So uh it works so serendipitously and then so josh alex alex mark and sharon and then we have a whole team of contributors uh chakarez and uh, i'm gonna forget all the other people but just there is a wealth of contributors and whenever you watch blitz content please look at the are descri- the the description and the um the contributors because those are the people who help make it run so when you look at blitz esports content um just remember that it is a team of people and not just one person. And uh, yeah, so that's Blitz Esports and that's, that's how it's made. Um, I did kind of go off on a long tangent, but I no, no, that's
0: actually, it's, it's fantastic because also it's like awesome to see like the passion and it's just good to know that. Yeah. Blitz Esports is indeed like this hub of like awesomeness that people that want to go for journalism and stuff within Esports are usually like looking towards them, you know, like I know that, in the whole array of like content creation, it's like, wow, I want to make things like Blitz Esports because it's just, you always see it on the front page of Reddit for whatever, you know, sub that you're looking for. Uh, and I did, I did like the the touch of a, just the a contributors because uh, that actually is perfect for like another question. I know you did a video. I want to say maybe I might be off. I saw, it, I definitely saw it like a month ago or something, but it was about League of Legends and it was your voice, <laughs> I do recall your voice, but it was <laughs> um, someone else's like, I think it was Shra- uh, Chakras. I thought, I think it was his like content. So how scripted are the videos? Like, would you just read off like what he said or like how much would you need to know about it? Like, it was just pretty much like you just read it. They just used your voice. They're like, yeah, just Mark, just, just read this. Like, how, how
2: did that usually go? Uh, I have a, I guess a face for, uh, for, for radio, I guess, but I, <laughs> I, I am the, I am the beautiful voice behind the, the smart people. I, I turn off my brain and I read the smart person's script. Okay. So those contributors, I will reemphasize the contributors are, uh, the people who really help, uh, make it go. So yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's good to know. I Cause like, talk. you know, I, I never knew like how much did you need to prepare for it? It's, and it's just like, for some things it's obviously for your own content, it's like you needed to prepare in the sense of like, I need to do the research and stuff, but like in other things, like once it came,
2: I I think the biggest contribution I did at least in the beginning was just trying to, Uh, make it so that I would understand or or like more novice people would understand. So a lot of it was, this is too complicated. You need to break it down more Mm. uh, in the beginning, but then it was people kind of took off in and and understood kind of the structure and the format that we were trying to go for. Um, So there were word changes, there were minor corrections, but for the most part, um, and that's where the producers would come in, um, Alex, you and Sharon and Josh, um, and would say, you know, change this. And so, Yes, the contributors are really great, but also then that's where the producers come in, and they really hack apart what the contributors put in. So it is; it's a very collaborative effort, right? Right. And,
0: I, and yeah, I, I but I just talk. yeah,
2: that, that's how it should yeah.
0: be. I mean, not not necessarily you just talking. I'm just saying, like the whole. No, I, I I got what you're throwing out there. Oh I got no,
2: it. <laughs> all yeah, my I think chances it's, um... in
0: esports are dead now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mark knows the right people. So enjoy this. Yeah. Enjoy this podcast. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I think it's really interesting because now that esports is getting so much more legitimate, there's so much more funding behind things and organizations are getting a part of it. It's a lot harder for, or it can seem a lot harder for people that it's like, hey, I'm 18. I want to do this stuff. And then just doing it, especially when you see Blitz Esports. Like when I started trying to create like, nice looking video content it was like wow there's a lot to do and i have to learn all these things and then i have to be good at voice acting and then i have to be like a good writer and it's it's it can be really intimidating because you forget that blitz esports is not like your voice and face is there but it's not you just doing everything you have a huge team of very qualified very tenured people that have been working on this for a long time so I think that's a really nice reminder and something that I've been going through recently, just like you start somewhere, you create good content, you work on it, you build up a portfolio or you just keep grinding, grinding, you get better and better. And then eventually, Hey, Blitz Esports has an intern
2: position open and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, you, you cannot compete with a team, as you were saying, of well-seasoned people who this is all they, all they do is just the writing. All they Mm -hmm. do is just the voice acting or whatever it is. And so the best thing that you can do is one, become the specialist in that one thing, whatever it is that you're passionate about, but then also appreciate, like do the little things, do a little bit of um, editing and graphics and whatever, so that you understand it, you appreciate it. And more importantly, that when you do enter into that team atmosphere, that you're able to communicate with the. Rest of the team. But in order to get into that door, you have to be a specialist in at least one main thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool.
2: I I think actually that's that's a good point because um I went to school for
0: video game design and development. And a lot of it is like working in teams, and it's like, I'm not a coder at all. I just do like 3D, or I would do like the 3D models and stuff before like shifting into esports. But it's like exactly that. It's like, yeah, I do the art side, but I need to know the coding just so I know like how i can help the team how like you know it's because you don't want to be stepping on each other's feet which i think is like the great balance that at least we see from blitz you know like uh and obviously (laughs) you you're saying it's like okay so it is kind of like like that it's not necessarily just hectic and it's like yeah yeah sometimes things worked out (laughs) it's just like a consistent like flow
2: of good good content it's a great environment it's a really great environment
0: so i think the next ongoing question is would would you just let us know how how you've landed where you are now because we know that you've transitioned now from blitz esports into a professional uh team so do you mind just <laughs> giving us a little
2: rundown on that my shirt sure? <laughs> yeah um so um working working with blitz um as if, if you can't tell, it is amazing. And I've had a wonderful time working at Blitz. So it's not exactly like, you know, it's wonderful. Um, but I think the, the same reason why, like the last transition I made was like, how, how do I grow more? What do I have to contribute? And I think um, I, the same thing that I, when I looked at esports third mar- uh, party media companies, I said, I can make this better. And when it came to team orgs, I kind of had the same mentality of saying, first off, I can make this better. But then two, I really, really, really um, want to be able to have the access to players, coaches, staff, and be able to, uh, I guess, tell stories more. I think the Blitz really uh, focuses on analysis, which they're amazing at. Uh, but access was always really hard. It's really hard to to get time from players and staff and coaches to talk to us. Um, so I I knew that I wanted to be able to, uh, go into a team organization and be able to really create what I believe is the best product and also a great environment. Same thing with blitz of saying, I want to create an environment in which that people, the best people are there and they get to really produce their best work and it's, they, they love being there. And I think that bleeds into the product as well. Um, so yeah, I had, I, had, um, I had started the discussions with a couple different companies and um, I ended up having an interview with, uh, with Jack. And uh, I had already liked Jack before because my, my story, um, before I had met Jack formally, I was waiting outside for an Uber at Riot. And, um, Jack was there too. And, you know, he didn't really know me. He was just like looking at his phone. I was like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, great job today. It's like, yeah. um, but then there was, there's this homeless lady who came by with a shopping cart and she was just all discombobulated and, and Jack just kind of like, she approached us and I was kind of like, ah, you know, whatever. And I, you know, just being the a-hole that I am and, then, and Jack was like, Oh, what do you need? What do you need? And she's like, i just, I'm so lost or whatever. He said, Oh no, no. I'll, I'll um, You can take my Uber. So, his Uber pulled up and then he just like said, where do you need to go? And then sent her off into wherever she needed to go and then waited for his next Uber. And so, it's funny that it it, people put on this facade a lot of times of, you know... They know that this person is important, so they're going to put on, you know, their best bet. But I think that the fact is, is that there's these little things in which that are telling of the person, the quality of who they are. And at that, you know, that was one little moment in which that I saw like, this is a good person. This is a good person in esports who cares about people. Um, and it's not just the people who matter, but rather the people who don't matter at all. Right. Yeah. And so, oh, that's terrible. I mean, people... <laughs> at least you said you're an a
0: hole, so I think it's yeah. like
2: expected oh, yeah, at this totally. point.
0: It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Typical yeah. Mark. And so,
2: <laughs> yeah. And so, when I went into the interview, it was, um, you know, I, I, I talked to other organizations um, and it was almost with, you know, another organization. But at the end of the day... Um, um, I told him, I said, I, I really want to work here. And especially like with, with your leadership, like I, I believe in your leadership. I believe in the org. Uh, I believe in the culture that you've created and I want to be part of it and I want to grow on top of it. Um, and then within, he's like, all right, I'll, 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 send out an offer within, you know, like a couple hours. And he did. And then I started mm-hmm. the next morning and, and I haven't, other than sleeping at my house, I I've been living at the, at the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, yeah. Um And
0: I think it's it's nice because like the whole idea of like the facade, you know, I, we see it in not just esports but like in everything. It's like, oh, this guy's so nice, and it's like, oh, but did you know that? You know, like he, it, it's it's awesome to see like that. There, there's still like the personalities, some of the personalities that we know, like especially like with Jack. I think we we have done our like C nine episode already, and it's like we we're talking about like, hey, Jack is is like an awesome person. It shows that he cares about his players and like not just his league players, like literally all his players, you know, and it's good to see that it's just not just that it's like kind of like, he's just a caring person.
2: And I I think that there's this new wave, not woo, but it's, it's kind of an ongoing wave of, it's like, we're all about the players. We're all about, you know, this (laughs) and that. And it's, that is a a huge disconnect from what you're saying, practicing what you preach kind of thing. And I think it it is difficult. I, I think you can, you can logically understand absolutely we need to be players first or we need to be an organ you know culture first but to execute it is a lot harder it it's a lot easier to just uh say something and on a in a big level on a macro level but the fact is is in order to actually execute that you know players first or we care about the culture is on a very granular granular level on a um in all the little things that you do so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of little decisions it's a bunch of little actions and words that really make up um the, the, the action behind that word and that, and that, you know, preaching. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I think that was, that was seen with the whole selfie incident. You know, people were kind of had their pitchforks ready and then you see a very, very good response from Jack. And then you see a response from selfie and you can see like probably money was left on the table that C9, you know, would like to have, but because they cared about their players and they cared about selfie and his future and that he was not just kind of thrown to the curb, even though you know, I think it would have been acceptable when you talk about it as a business standpoint, like Jack tech took the extra mile, even communicating with the rest of the community and making sure that selfie was okay. And the community understood what was going on and being actually transparent about things, which is sometimes hard to find in the esports community as well.
2: Uh, Transparency is difficult, (laughs) Uh, especially when it's written in the contract. Um, But no, I think with that instance, uh, I I don't know the full workings, but from my understanding. And when I started to see the things unfold, I just thought, what is being said is not quite what is really happening. And so, when you kind of get the pieces together, I think that's the other thing is like you you do almost have to trust your gut a little bit because there are a lot of PR answers there's a lot of PR answers and there's a lot of just anger of frustration <laughs> of wanting to blame people and like whatever and so you do have to kind of navigate through it and i think that in that instance i think that there was an uncomfortable situation that was undesirable for all parties but i think the people involved actually dealt with it pretty well yeah um so i think in that instance it's it's like people getting all angry about a thing that was yeah a frustrating situation but it was actually dealt with pretty darn well
0: yeah i mean i think like what you guys are both saying it's like professionally like you know it was just professionally done which sometimes you have like in esports brands it's like i haven't been paid for three years like what's going on (laughs) and then it's like and then everyone's like oh pitchfork time yes you know like league of legends subreddits like did you hear Jack's an awful human being? people are like <laughs> yes <laughs> i knew it all like, along it's like when is blitz gonna discover this <laughs> and, you know i think it's like it's like so funny um when it, when it comes to that i mean again like transparency you see that everyone's affected with that you know like a little spicy subject but like the whole um comments made by thorin on blitz esports and then it's just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Thorin, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll let everyone know, yeah, this is what happened. But we're, we've been clear on the clear, you know, for so long. It's like, I think, again, just that having that transparency, sometimes
2: it's like people are like, oh, wait a minute, Blitz bought out by Riot? Like, <laughs> So I, I will talk on that. Uh, this, this may be your clip, I don't know. But um, uh, from the inside, it was a discussion in which that, We made a post saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. Riot was a contributor to the company. And I think it it was one of those things in which that Rick in retrospect was like, oh, man, I said the wrong word. And it was so funny because, like, we knew that we had to address it. It Of saying, like, yeah, Riot has invested in, in Blitz. At the same time, it was, you know, in retrospect, you're like the wording should have been better. Uh, but at the same time, it's funny because well, first off, let me preface this with saying, even though it's not a preface, but continue with side note. Uh, Rick is, is one of the best CEOs that I've worked with. And he's, uh, he's, he's 23, 24, but he's still just under, he is so good at navigating uh, the business world, the esports world and everything, and just mm-hmm. great to work with and just as a good person. And so him at the helm and, there's nothing nefarious, nefarious, whatever, about Blitz and scheming and whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I can't talk in detail without I'm I'm afraid to talk in detail because I'm going to say something that's <laughs> misconstrued. But the fact is, is that Blitz isn't entirely. Riot has no communication with Blitz about anything editorial or whatever. Right. Um, and in fact, like I had a harder time getting into Riot than uh, no-name organizations and i still like e- even before i transitioned out like i was still fighting with riot to be like hey can i talk to so-and-so and then not hearing anything for weeks and months and so <laughs> and other organizations got more access than we did so we're like what the heck so only recently did, uh, after yahoo went away did we have like Whalen and jared like come into the the studio mm-hmm. and, and talk but before that it was like uh yeah it, we if anything i think that they almost treat us a little a little bit more distant to be safe mm-hmm. uh so yeah we, we do not get preferential treatment and uh but uh to to play devil's advocate and also this may get me hopefully this doesn't get me in trouble but just, just to be fair and <laughs> fair and balanced like fox news um There is a thing if like if someone gives you money that, you know, you're going to think twice before, like pitchforking towards other people. Mm -hmm, But the fact is, is that at least while I was there, nothing really popped up for us to be like, oh, we're going to this is really bad that Riot did this. But we're not going to, you know, but maybe should we not do this because of Riot? But that never happened. And I think that there were aspects like I remember it was great because Thorin addressed a thing that I talked to Monty about. (laughs) <laughs> Which was so nice that Monty came out to, to do the interview, um, and I still want to interview Thorne. I, I actually have. It took me a week to prepare questions. I have another week of pre- preparation, but I still haven't interviewed him yet. I'll get there. Um, <laughs> but he said, like I, I addressed it with Monty, of saying, um, you know, you're the you're the the Jesus Christ of of variety sports and whatever, yes. and addressing a really complicated topic because it was something that I was interested in, the community's interested in, and. Was it PR friendly? No, but it was something in which that I, my hope, my hope this, and I think that it, it still continues to be, this is tackling things that are not necessarily easy in a constructive way mm. that we're going to address topics that is not let's grab or put pitchforks and bring this person down, but rather say like, let's understand this uh, better in a, in a constructive way um, so that we have more context and we're not just getting, you know, this way or that way. So, right. yeah, that's and, my ramble on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's awesome. Cause it's, again, it's kind of like a maybe heated topic in a sense. I mean, I don't think so. I thought it was like, it just blew over really quickly. But I mean, I think even when, when you were talking with like the Monty thing, I was like, yeah, like Monty, the Jesus Christ, you know, I, I thought interview was really nice cause it was like, yeah, they messed up before. Like, now they're doing things better. And, like, that's just how it is, right? Like, I mean, people put Ryan on a pedestal because they make a game that a lot of us, like, love to play. I, I will always defend Ryan, but if they do something
2: bad, I'll be like, okay, wait a minute, Ryan, <laughs> No, no, no. But that, that's the aspect of we're all growing very, very quickly, very... Uh and a lot and so there are going to be things in which that get flubbed up but if if we're like oh you screwed this up and you're terrible like i'm going to turn off and not listen to you but Mm -hmm. if it's more of having a conversation of saying dissecting it like all right hey this happened this is what like what went wrong dissecting it and being like all right great we've now put things in place in which that is not going to happen again. And I think that by and large, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard almost had a head start because they got to learn from the rule book of what happened (laughs) with Riot. Right. Like, all right, well, we're not going to do that stuff. Um, and sometimes I think they may be a little bit too careful, but at the same time, like I, I think both Blizzard and Riot, um, are doing a very good job of trying to build the thing, right. That, that it works for everyone. And, um, and yeah, it, it's it's a difficult thing. And uh, sometimes things are going to happen that are not quite right. But uh, yeah, it, it, just be constructive about it. Uh, and last point on Thorin. When we all watch the video at, at Blitz, we're like... We were waiting in anticipation of, like, Thorn just, like, reaming us a new one. And at the end, it just kind of was like, yeah, yeah, but you know what? I kind of liked your content. It seems pretty good. Everything's fine. And I was like, yes! Yeah! We survived. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we know how Thorne can be. I think that that's yeah. no no
0: shots at Thorne, obviously, please. We're I mean, just starting it's, off it's like, like the-, the disapproving grandmother just being like, yeah, it was okay. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, you should have done better, but... We'll, we'll let it go. And yeah. I mean, I think I think that's that's kind of like the esports scene. You, you see like a lot of heated personalities kind of like fighting. But at the end of the day, it's just a discussion. It's like, ah, eh, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, like most of the time at least. Um, but going off real quick with what you said about Ryan Blizzard, I think like the main issue is that a lot of people that follow these companies like heavily or like this is my opinion, at least like follow these companies heavily. They have like the scope of like they didn't do something I like. But the fact is, like, that these two companies do so much better than other gaming companies, you know, like, that just drop the ball and they're like, yeah, we don't care about the community. Screw that, you know? it's like, I think that Riot and Blizzard, like, do at least a very decent job of trying to please as many people. But, like, you can just, you never are able to please everyone, right? Like, that's just a fact of life. Like, someone's not going to like something you do. It's like, oh, I don't like his voice. And it's like all right well i'm sorry (laughs) you know like or 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 whatnot i i think it's just i don't know people are too too heavy on hey this isn't exactly how i want it to be
2: Blizzard does actually a pretty good job of addressing it i held the fireside chat with chef kaplan um of saying (laughs) hey listen we listen to all of your feedback not everything that you say is the bible so yes no this is stupid this is good this is stupid. This is okay, <laughs> and so it—it's it, not. You're right. Just be, it's through the lens of what I want, as opposed to what's good for the whole ecosystem. So, yeah, it, it, it's a battle in which that I think that um, that they're doing a pretty darn good job of.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they do a lot better job again than other companies,
2: just in general, right? Like so many people have. Like so what many companies? What, what companies are you on trash talk?
0: Uh, it starts with E and ends with an A, but you know, nothing, nothing to do with, oh man, he hates EA. What the? I like, I actually enjoy EA games, but I think they're just an awful company. Oh, Sue man. me, EA. <laughs> Please don't. I, I don't nothing. know who Manny is. I've never met this guy in my life. <laughs> um, so to kind of like reel things back, Cloud9 is obviously a huge like organization now, right? It's not just the League of Legends team are you working with kind of like different aspects of cloud nine? Are you focusing on like one game or are you really just like trying to do like multiple projects of like around the team as a whole?
2: Uh, content again, with kind of with blitz, it's, um, uh, I, I luckily get to, um, have amazing people to work with straight off the bat, like, uh, Maddie and Andrew, uh, uh, Andrew Kim from uh, slingshot. Um, in addition to that, uh, Cassidy and, uh, Cass, and I'm going to start forgetting names, but the two people that I work with directly on a, on a daily basis is, uh, Maddie and Andrew. And it's just so nice to be able to jump into an organization already have pe- great people that I get to work with. In addition to that, it to expand that a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, um, I think uh, it's creating content for Overwatch, League of Legends, um, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Rocket uh, League, Hearthstone, Smash, um, Vainglory, uh, all the the 10 teams. (laughs) Um, Sorry, damn, I should have uh, quizzed myself beforehand. PUBG, I Um, think. (laughs) Yeah, PUBG. Uh, so, So yeah, it's all the things, but most importantly is creating the core... First off, understanding all the different people that I work with, the GMs, right. the sales people, the um, Jack and the president. And and which is also, I'm so grateful that it's such a wonderful organization and it's not always the case. So um, so learning what they need from content and okay. that then helps shape kind of how content works. Um, Gets gets structured, uh, but then also kind of creating this little ecosystem that's a little bit of an island with content to be able to have a little bit more structure in the chaos um, so that we can churn out stuff. Um, And yeah, yeah. I may not be as eloquent on this stuff because it's still new <laughs> and it's still I, figuring it out.
0: That's completely fair. I mean, according to LinkedIn, it's one month, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't, like... We won't attack too much. Anything, uh, anything that you're working on right now that you might want to just drop a little subtle hint at? <laughs> um,
2: or a hard hint no, at? No, <laughs> I, I think it's... I think it's really... I mean, the the... Num- the, the main concern is... Um, the people and getting And luckily we have a great group of people that we're working with and building that communication system and workflow. And then, and so getting that stabilized and then slowly expanding the team as far as specific content. Uh, the, I guess the teaser that I can tell you is that, uh, we're going to create stuff that people want. Um, cool. and, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's the best teaser I can give you. We're gonna we're gonna make stuff that we <laughs> all want. Right,
0: So now now we have to pull the community. What do you want? And so, number one <laughs> answer is exactly what you guys are working on.
2: Mark, Mark register,
1: said So please. <laughs> so you're head of the creative. You're the creative director. What do you think content from all these esports organizations is gonna start looking like, and how is it gonna evolve, or what are you hoping to see in the future with esports branding and content?
2: Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's. I think it's really going to center around um, feeling like you're with the team that mm-hmm. it's feeling like you're a part of the organization and it's it, and that kind of then informs a lot of little decisions of what lenses do you get how what time do we shoot who's shooting it where are we shooting it um, post production pre production and all these little decisions but at the end of the day it's uh, I think the content is really going to be shaping into something in which that makes you feel like a part of the organization, because like with blitz and like with cloud nine, like it's so fun to just be in the room. Mm. Um, and with these people in this organization, as things are just growing and just moving so fast and it's exciting. And so I think finding ways to succinctly capture that, um, I think is where content is going to be uh heading
1: is there anything you would like to not see or you think needs to be stop happening when it comes to content
2: uh, yeah content that is done for the sake of well we know this works so we're going to do it um i think um you know little blurbs here and there of like fanatic doing uh, you know trying new things and also like uh maddie right before i joined had actually made this like Full House parody for the announcement <laughs> video. I was like, yes! Which I
0: loved. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Definitely one of my favorite ones because it's just so, so out there, right? It was like people hadn't seen that
2: before. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and so what I, to, to spin that for, in a positive direction, what I really want is I want people to try new things mm-hmm. and they don't have to hit every single time, but just get in the habit of saying, we know this can be better. I think this is funny this is fun let's do it because even when it doesn't quite work um it's still like the the f- the fun of creating it bleeds through into the product right? yeah and now with with
0: that actually i know that you haven't spent like too too much time with with cloud nine but like cloud nine is at least in league of legends are known as like the memey like joking organization like is is that true even like in the aspect of like the part you're working on, like are you guys always joking around and stuff, or are things usually more serious? Or- um, I, it, it,
2: it's it's like life. It goes like this. It's like it's, it's not like we're like memey all the time. It's like, you know, it's it's memey, It's boring. It's angry. It's hungry. It's you know happy. It's it, it's all the different things. Right.
0: It's it's good to know that there's there's a fluctuation. I was just making sure. But I, that's I will like, say,
2: like, we do have some pretty funny per, like people in the org, like <laughs> yeah. on camera and off camera. Yeah,
0: I feel like that. I mean, just I feel like everyone that goes through Cloud Nine ends up like afterwards just being like ten times funnier because they just like pick like, everything <laughs> up from Cloud Nine. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> they're just really like out there. It's it's hilarious. I mean, I think that's why also the Full House video works so well with Cloud Nine. Cause I was just like, oh, it's so, you know, it's so new, right. It's like, so, so different, but that's like, I wouldn't think that TSM would do something like this. It's like this so too, too jokey, you know?
2: I think, I, I think I, I don't, I don't want every org to do the same thing. Like I, right. I think that's where it's like, I like that TSM has their own kind of look and feel and um, content that it, is uniquely them. And I want, you know, um, the, the next team to to have their own unique stuff in which that, Oh, that's very team liquid. That's very cloud nine. Right. Um, because I uh, listen, I, yes, I, I, I can tell you firsthand, like if we do something really, really well, it's going to be stolen. Just like we're probably going to steal <laughs> stuff from everyone else. Like great right. artists steal. No good artists steal. Great artists steal a lot. And, <laughs> Our hope with content is that we steal from so much things outside of esports that it's it is feels like uniquely new. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm really, really, really hoping that it's not just like great. Right, we really like what Blitz does. Or we really like what Cloud Nine does. Let's just do that. That doesn't right. work. Like I, I'm really hoping that in this process that the the stuff that Blitz creates, the the stuff that Cloud Nine creates, the stuff that you know Team Liquid or whatever. That we all kind of inspire and one up each other of saying, um, great, we do this is like your move now, <laughs> but not doing the same thing, but something unique in which they're like, oh man, how do they do that? Like, that's exciting to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can tell you that that's definitely what goes through my head every time I watch a different documentary for a team. I'm like, how do they just do that? And I'm like, all right, uh, after effects, let me look at this. I'm like, oh no, this talk <laughs> this took like 17 hours. There's no way I can recreate. No, no, no. Okay, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think it, I think it is, it's awesome, right? I mean, I'm super excited. I mean, obviously, mostly for the league stuff, but like just esports in general, are it's just getting so much more traction. I'm so excited to see like all these teams like starting to have like their brands be like people loyal to the brands, not just the players, you know, which I think has been maybe an issue in the past, uh, at least for League. I feel like it's getting more to the point where it's like, oh yeah, Cloud9. Yeah, I was back when, you know, like the first iteration of Cloud9 is there, but they're still my favorite because, you know, X, Y, Z. I think like that's cool to have like that, kind of like those diehard fans, like starting to evolve in a way. And a lot of it is like through content or at least that's how you reach them.
1: I wanna jump in a little bit again for some more advice for people. Uh uh well actually, first answer this question. Are there gonna be more esports jobs for people?
2: Yeah. Um it, yes. Um I it's it's more difficult. Um, but it's it's also better. Like conditions are better, um, working. Um, still, some aspects that need to be improved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that we're having more and more people from outside of esports, or people who have before it was people who were just esports experts. Like this, they live and breathe that are the shaped up the first couple waves of esports professionals. And we need those people. They're amazing. And they're still in the scene. A lot of them are. Um, I think as time has progressed, we're seeing more and more people outside of esports being brought in to kind of help shape it a little bit more. So are there more jobs? Yes. I think a lot of those jobs are people who are excited about esports, which we need, but from other uh, industries or disciplines. Um, However, as we talked about before, um, like what can you do to, to, to get work and what, you know, how to you get your foot in the door, that's really becoming the most valuable person in the room in which that no one else can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's analysis, that's writing, that's, um, um, I, I don't quite know. I, I think that's the aspect is like, I, I don't know if, if I had to start over again, I don't quite know what I would do to be the most valuable person in the room. So it, it's, if, if you're a graphic artist, then guess start making comic books to, uh, to get in the door. Or if it's of, of teams, if it's, um, if you're a really great audio engineer, um, you know, I don't know, just, just make things sound better. for crying <laughs> out, out. Like people, people don't care about audio, uh, which is, I mean, and that's, that's in every production when it comes to films movies tv on a smaller scale on the big budget stuff they do yeah. but on the smaller stuff um like i think audios if you treat audio more important than than the image you'll about get the 50 50 blend um mark you're my favorite so yeah, person yeah. now <laughs> yeah audio is so important god damn <laughs> yeah we, we've had some issues <laughs> yeah like the, the the whole construction a big part of the construction build, other than the 25 foot monitor wall was acoustically treating the room mm-hmm. um that's why those you know big really nice large diaphragm microphones sound good is because the room is treated it's not just a nice piece of equipment but it's spending a lot of time and money and in, in making the room nice um and caring about all those different aspects and then you know the preamp the eq the compressor the uh you know the pre- yeah it's all that stuff yeah
0: gotcha. having love the love right it. amount of furniture in the room so sound <laughs> doesn't get up so- i'm serious it's, yeah, it's so I know, crazy I know. like it's 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 so funny because like this is stuff that people don't even know and like granted they're like it's just i get frustrated when i'm like oh that was that didn't sound as good as it could have and people are like what do you mean that sounded fine i'm like no no <laughs> <laughs> the sound needs to be better it's like people and that's
2: excited. why i love when you guys before we started uh you know you stopped and said all right you're getting a little bit too much bleed through through your headphones can you turn the volume down and first off knowing that that's what it was and then two saying no we're not going to start until this actually sounds good and it's presentable so that's important yeah, yeah.
0: It's also, you know, just the fact that it's like we've had issues in the past, or it's like, ah, you know, our your time is valuable. I know we you know, again, we're very thankful that you're here. So it's it's always like we don't want to be wasting your time either, right? And being like. Hey, so <laughs> we need to do this all over again. Do you mind just sending us a soundbite of everything you said? And you'd be
2: like, I've, I've done that before. I can tell okay. you, like, I, I've been on the other end of this and it's not fun.
0: <laughs> it's like, yikes. Hey, Monty, your your video went well, but your microphone wasn't
2: plugged in. Do you mind just coming in, like, just reciting <laughs> everything you just said? Uh, true story. When, um, well, two things. One, when I finally got my interview with Double um, oh, man. Yahoo, uh, jumped in and they're like, Oh, can, can we use the room real quick? I was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And so I swing the microphone out of the way so that they can do their interview. But then, um, when they got done, then I was told, all right, you basically have four minutes to get everything. And I was like, cool. Oh, crud. So I run in and I swing the mic back and then I start shooting. But then apparently the polarity got flipped so, um, that whole double lift interview says, sounds terrible. Um, and it's, it's like, what do I do? Like I, I waited for like six months to finally interview him and because he was on Team Liquid because Team Liquid actually lets you interview them. Um, do I just like delete it and then wait another six months? Um, and then another one was, uh, Waylon and Jerry came in and I was, uh, um, uh, you know, running audio and, Um, because a a setting got switched, not all three microphones were recording, only one was. And so about at the end of the 45 minutes of recording, I said, uh, Hey guys, um, I think we may have to redo the first like 15 minutes, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which is not a fun thing to do. Luckily, the one microphone that was recording, um, was positioned in a way that it captured them, uh, appropriately. So Cool.
0: There, there's always that. I mean, yeah. I, I for in college, I was actually a production manager for the radio station, and so I had to like handle a lot of like issues where it's like, hey, my mic's not picking up. I'm like, oh, it's because it's unplugged. I don't know who did this. Like, you're not even <laughs> supposed to touch the equipment. You just need to touch a button and you're on air. How'd you do this? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh sure you don't. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> going through like plugging in. It's like, um, I I would do interviews as well, and like one time that happened, I was just like. Yikes, yeah, we're just gonna the the other mic that sounded super distant. Now I'll be good to know if you guys are <laughs> out of time. Sadly, so it's just so, so stressful sometimes. Technology.
1: <laughs> well, um, that's pretty much all I have on this many. You have anything else?
0: I think I did have a question and I just completely forgot it. So I, I no longer have questions. We'll get it <laughs> Mark, in six do months. You have... <laughs> yeah, yeah, in six months I'll just message you again. Hey, Mark, so... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, Mark, anything, anything you want to say to the fans? Uh, I, I think um, I, I know it works for me. And, and, and one of the things that I love is interviewing people. And, and so I think what you guys are doing is pretty much the best way to uh, at least approach esports, which is asking the people in the industry, um, you know, what they know and ask a bunch of questions that you don't know, um, because then you're going to have a better understanding of um, the. Uh, the landscape so i think that my advice to fans is um do what you guys are doing right now and uh just ask a bunch of questions and um continue to be curious and you know keep doing stuff yeah. cool well,
0: thank you so much and then if they want to reach you where can they they hit you in your dms that, uh, yeah dms
2: my, i have an open <laughs> dms on my twitter and then your twitter is uh mark underscore register i think yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> that's
1: what it says underneath I, your camera right now so i hope so yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. so i just want to make sure for,
0: for if you know we release audio only they, mm-hmm. they at least have uh are, are aware and then um are you going to be doing any solo work like any like youtube content or are you just going to be handling just what what cloud nine does and we'll just have to wait until we hear your voice in those if I, I don't <laughs> I,
2: I don't like working alone. I like working with people and I have a great group of people. That's so true. I really don't have any solo stuff right now because I don't want to. That's
0: that's understandable. I mean, doing a podcast by yourself can be very, very <laughs> tough. Well,
2: Not you get experience to do it with that. other people still.
0: Yes, yeah, so exactly. So, well, well, that's what I meant. But imagine just having a camera like pointing at
2: you and you just doing a solo podcast. It's funny. I, I, <laughs> I spent so much time trying to get in front of a camera. Um, uh, I went to school for acting and all that other stuff. And then I realized like, I don't, I actually like being behind the camera more. I don't like being in front of the camera unless I have, hopefully in instances like this, I like this cause, um, like I like doing this stuff because it's, it's helping other people understand, um, things a little bit more. So when it's useful to people, great. Then I'm happy to jump on camera. But when it's me just being like, I don't know, I don't know. The narcissism isn't there as much. I'm, I'm sure that I'm still <laughs> super vain and narcissistic, but um, I guess a little bit less, hopefully.
0: I mean, it did not offer your Uber to. A
2: homeless. <laughs> i, no, not so a I guess, person. I'm totally so, so terrible. I guess like, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, funny. Uh, no flame though. No flame. <laughs> thank you so much um it was was great having you i mean we hope to hear you again soon and maybe have you again at at some point throughout the year if you do something crazy we'll just ask if you have time (laughs) but we'll, we'll we'll end the interview here thank you so much